this is Ani's on Opa's, a fan podcast where we talk about our love of all the things about Korean dramas. But to be honest, mostly our love of the leading men of K-dramas, also known as our K-drama boyfriends, also known as Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, also known as Onis. <laughs> I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And this is going to be a somewhat unconventional bonus episode mini-sode mm-hmm. if you will it's not going to mm-hmm. clock in at three hours like some of our other <laughs> I mean I don't think it's going to I don't think we're going to have that much to say uh it's not Park Sojin it's, it's not. not Park Sojin again it, it's not PSJ part two I mean I'm sure we have another three hours to say about PSJ oh please easy easy it's not 30 hours about PSJ no this Uh, is a special bonus episode for us to explain some of the terminology, some of which is specific to us, your onis, some of which Mm -hmm. is Korean terms that we use and don't necessarily always provide context for. Uh, We just thought it would be worth taking a little time out for this onicyclopedia. Does that play on words work? I don't know. It never stopped me before. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, but we'll start out the way that we usually start out mm-hmm. with our thanks for those who make it possible for us to make this podcast, or as we like to call it, Jama Kiss Me Da. And this is going to be the first <laughs> term that we define because I uh, am a little bit obsessed with this moment in Korean dramas when they're about to eat. And they say, because <laughs> I think it's so great that in Korean culture, it is considered good manners to be thankful for provision of the food. I think in Western culture, at least in American culture, that's considered to be a specifically religious exercise. Um, but I think whether you're religious or not, like your food came from somewhere, like someone prepared it, whether it's a person who's with Uh you or a person at a restaurant or whatever, some human being was involved in it. Um, you know, and in a broader sense, people grew it and processed it and drove trucks and trains and ships to get it to you. I mean, so many people mm-hmm. participated in that that I think it is really beautiful to take a moment to give thanks for the provision of the food. And that is what it means to say, Jamakismida literally means I will eat it well, but it means thank you for the food is how it's used. And so we use it metaphorically to say thank you to those who provide the foodstuffs, the metaphorical foodstuffs on which we base our podcast. So, Suze, who did you want to thank in this episode? In this episode, I would like to thank Lynn. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> For which, you know, one, this podcast would never be, because, please. <laughs> but... <laughs> But also, you know, we, there was something that we are cooking in the background at the moment, and it's supposed to happen in April, but I did not feel prepared, even though we could have pushed it out, but I just felt like I needed more time, 
And Lynn was like, that's fine. We can just do it later. And I'm like, thank you. Aww. Thank you, friend, <laughs> for being a good partner and indulging my, you know, let's just call it what it is, procrastination Hey, I think first. that's unfair. <laughs> I mean, it's not 100% procrastination, but also, you know, work kind of blew up on me this mm-hmm. week and just kind of all the plans kind of had to be on hold. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's a little teaser as well. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I like that. Something that's going to come out soon. Um, hope you like it. Hope you participate in it mm-hmm. oh, what could it be? <laughs> question mark <laughs> question mark so thank you lynn for being a good friend and a good podcast partner oh well thanks Suze. Yeah. i think i feel the same i feel like we're well suited to do this together because we both are uh you know sort of detail oriented about things and we don't want to just like roll something out just because we said we were going to do it if we don't feel ready to do it i mean and honestly we're both in this for the fun so if it's not going to be fun why would we do it really right Mm -hmm. there are some parts that are necessarily not fun but yeah (laughs) anyway oh well that was such a nice unexpected (laughs) surprise come samita Uh, well, mine is, <laughs> I feel really lame about mine at this point, but no. I'm going to say it anyway. This, uh, this has been such an interesting exercise as we've been doing these thanks, because on a number of occasions, I have thanked these global media corporations that I have a lot of mixed feelings about, <laughs> generally. <laughs> Yeah, But, you know, I try and be the kind of person who gives credit where credit is due. And so mm-hmm. my thanks for this episode is to the Apple Corporation oh. uh, because they make it so easy on their devices not only to subscribe to things, but also to unsubscribe from things, which I think is so mm-hmm. smart because people are so yeah. much more likely to subscribe to something if they know it's going to be easy to unsubscribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you still encounter these services where it's like your part-time job to try and get, <laughs> you know, to try and get your cable canceled or whatever. It's such yeah. bad business. Oh, my gosh. So, mm-hmm. um, so this past week, I started my biannual is that the right term for every other year the last time i did it was two years ago when i did a Mm -hmm. one month of uh hulu because i mean let's be honest there's so much content on all of these services and i'm just one person like i can't possibly need to subscribe to all of them at once so i'm just going to subscribe for one month watch the things i want to watch and then move on to the next thing so right now i'm on hulu uh, and I have to say, there's a part of doing the mon- one month subscription thing that I really like because it sort of supersedes the decision paralysis. You know, it's mm-hmm. so hard to decide what you're going to watch sometimes when you have all of Netflix and all of Vicky and all of Prime mm. or, you know, whatever the yes. like sort of default services are. And so when I'm like, okay, I have Hulu for four weeks, I got to prioritize all the Hulu shows. So that's Mm -hmm, what I'm doing mm -hmm. right now. But 
I felt confident in doing it because I knew I wouldn't be charged for a second month because Apple makes it very easy. So, Kamsamida uh, Sagwa Corp? Question mark. And that sort of segues into I'm going to be talking about what I was watching on Hulu. But first, Suze, what have you been watching this week? I'm very eager to hear what you've been watching. <laughs> Well, um, I don't have as many as I usually do. I'm really like sort of taking one thing at a time, really uncharacteristically. That is unusual, yeah. (laughs) So uh, first we both had finished A Good Detective 2 as our buddy watch. Yep. Um, Somewhat of a disappointing Mm. season. Um, I think we do not recommend it necessarily. We just like really love the core characters and they just did not do a good job with the story. And then there were some characters that were just like really not great too. So, so, but it did generate a lot of discussion, which is always good. That is true. When you're doing this kind of thing. That yeah. is true. It did have a, we did have a lot of discussion about it, but it was mostly like sort of disbelief <laughs> that they were doing what they were doing oh, within yeah. the show. I mean, and yeah, I agree that it was just really disappointing because we really enjoyed the first series a lot. I mean, not that it was perfect by any means. No, um, we no. had some mm-hmm. definite notes on that as well, but it just really held together much better than the second one. Seemed like mm-hmm. there were. Mm-hmm. A lot of significant problems yeah yeah so oh well oh well that's okay yeah that's okay um and then i finished um uncanny counter mm-hmm. um i still hold to it that it is interesting i did not realize it was 16 episodes i thought it was 12 episodes no oh. so that was confusing for a second and you know, as anything else, it could have been like 14, I would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is quite bloody. Okay. It's it's bloody is what I would say. You know, I mean, there's a lot of fighting as well because they're trying to take down these like evil spirit possessed people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the you know, the sort of accumulation of power is... Or, like, how you feed yourself is by, like, killing other people. Okay. So, the more you do that, the stronger you get. Yeah. And sort of, there was, you know, so then the fighting becomes, like, more terrible. Yeah. <laughs> when you're stronger or whatever. So, I don't know. You might be, like, this is not for me. Yeah. But I did enjoy sort of the central story and how these people, you know... Other than, like, it started as, like, this is our job to, like, uh, find the evil spirits and, like, send them away right. to where they need to go. Um, to, you know, there's, of course, for things like this, there is a rule where, but you cannot interfere in, like, sort of human business right, right. when you're doing this, you know. But it's, like, impossible to do that when you see somebody getting, like, beaten up. Right. Should you not interfere? Right. <laughs> so they're not getting beaten up, you know, like... Stuff like that, that kind of went like, okay, people who make rules up in the spiritual realm or whatever, like, (laughs) you can't just ignore, you know, what is happening to somebody, you know. Anyway, um, 
but then it like became like they had to detour to that because that is like the central problem. Um, it just got connected to the evil spirits. So they're mm-hmm. just like, listen, they're using the evil spirits for whatever they're doing. Okay. So we have to interfere in this human thing. I gotcha. I gotcha. Because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that connected with like a couple of the, um, they're called counters. Okay. So the people in the team. So a couple of the counters, their backstory sort of intertwines and it has to do with like the current problem. So... I thought that was all, like, done really well. Um, But it might be a little too bloody for you. Yeah. (laughs) And for some folks, just be aware that, like, you know, they do, you know, fight a lot and people get bloodied and Mm -hmm. beaten and whatnot. Okay. Um, But I did, in general, enjoy it. Like, I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, And then I started... My roommate is a gumiho, mm-hmm. which is delightful so far. I'm in episode three, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I I mean, if you want a funny, chaotic lady, just <laughs> always get Hiery. Mm-hmm. She is so good at that sort of role. <laughs> it is so organic almost for yeah. her to be... Like, this kind of, like, naturally chaotic person. You know, it's so not awkward. Mm-hmm. I just love her so much. Her energy is amazing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Jang Ki-young is exhibiting extra smolder, extra charm. Like, he is handsome. He is more handsome in this mm. thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's just exuding handsomeness. So delightful. And then Kang Ha-na. Have we ever right. seen her like this? It is so good. So good. Give I really her more. enjoy her. Yeah. yeah. Give her more of this kind of like fun comedic thing. I love yeah. how she just does not get any idioms. She, nope. <laughs> she's just saying everything wrong, but she acts like she's so smart and so sophisticated. It's yeah. a great role for her. She's doing a great job. I'm only on the third episode, but she is... Uh, a fave, a fave. Yeah. So, so good. But also, of course, Kim Do-won, who is our friend from Startup, I mean, full mm-hmm. of friends, right? Like, he is mm-hmm. also great here as Harry's friend. And Park Yung-hye, who is also Harry's friend here, she is great. Like, I saw that uh, there's a scene where these two girls were gossiping about Harry, and she just bust right in the middle of them. <laughs> just- mm-hmm. <laughs> That was so good. That was so good. Anyway, yeah. she's great. She's so great. It's nice to see her in a, like, not awkward kind of mm. role, right? Like, I feel yeah, like yeah. she's usually a kind of, like, both in Touch My Heart and in Goblin. I feel like she's, yeah. like, this very, like, sort of quirky kind of mm-hmm. awkward um, characters. But here, I feel like it's nice to see her do something different as well. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then Bay in Hyuk. <laughs> <laughs> our unfortunate prince from mm-hmm. maybe I should not say that because that's a little bit of a spoiler but it shouldn't be a spoiler because you know what happens in the queen's umbrella <laughs> he, yeah. is our, he is our unfortunate crown prince um, yeah. and he in here is you know I mean I don't know what his deal is yet other than he's you know intrigued by the thing he cannot have 
But it's nice to see his face because I've been wanting to see more of him since The Queen's Umbrella. I really liked him in that role, in that drama. Um, So I really was seeking um, some some more of his stuff. I forgot that he was going to be in here, so that was a nice Mm -hmm. surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, I really want to, I know people didn't like it. But I really want to see the cheerleading show because I think he's in that one. Oh, cheer up. Cheer up, up yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I want to see more of him. I'm so glad to see him in here. Um, I thought he was real, real cute in that show. Mm-hmm. He's not always super likable, but right. he's real attractive. Oh, yeah, he is. Totally. So, um, so yeah, I'm only three episodes in, so it's still a ways away, but so far I'm digging the style of things, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they still, you know, in the beginning of these things, always there's like all these crazy sort of, um, very broad humory stuff that happens, mm-hmm. like slapstick stuff that happened. Um, so hopefully there'll be less of that going forward yeah yeah. because it was just trying to establish some things and that's okay but even then it was like a good way of doing like i thought the style was really really good on how they were doing those things yeah so anyway so that is really where i am at the moment Mm -hmm. what about you lynn well, I I really hope you continue enjoying My Roommate is a Gummy Ho because I enjoyed that show a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I love all the all the leads in it. Mm-hmm. There's the support cast is so great. So I hope you continue to enjoy it. Um, I watched a show in English this week, Suze. <laughs> Uncharacteristically for me at this point. Um, as we're recording this the third and final series of the PBS show Sanditon was just released. Mm-hmm. And so I just watched the whole thing because I was like, let's just be done. And I was sort of, the second season had some problems and ended kind of really abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was prepared to scoff at this third season Um, But I was really impressed. I really, really liked it. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a great job of bringing in contemporary themes to this Victorian, you know, immediately post-Victorian setting. Um, And I thought that there were some really nice resolutions for the characters that have been in all of these series. So... I was very satisfied as a longtime viewer of that program. I would give it a thumbs up if that is your jam. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen any of Sanditon, but you like Jane Austen type stories, I would say watch the whole thing and just know that, you know, the middle is not the best part, but it's also not the end. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, so I enjoyed that very much. And then I started my Hulu and the first thing I jumped into on Hulu is Rookie Cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did I choose Rookie Cops? It feels like so long ago now, even though it was mere <laughs> days ago. Uh, I mean, the, the main reason, well, there are two main reasons why I picked it. I picked it because Soyisuk is in it, mm-hmm. who I really, really love. Mm-hmm. She's a 
support actress and you know not in enough well she's in a ton of things but she's not in a lot of things a lot mm-hmm. she her her parts tend to be not the biggest parts mm-hmm. i would really really love to see her in a lead role or in a like legit second lead role like her her characters tend to be very much support and i would just love to see more of her Uh um that is also the case in rookie cops is she is not in it enough but uh i still love her and then the other reason why i chose to watch rookie cops right now is because i really love lee shin young who is uh the from crash landing on you he is the member of the ducklings team who is they're always talking about how handsome he is who's Uh also the lead in how to buy a friend which Uh you know i am a big fan of Uh um i just really really like him and so he was one of the things that really sucked me into this show i mean it's got a well you know well credited cast chase ubin is the female lead Uh in it um i didn't write down her name but the second female lead was the princess in the thousand years ago scenes Uh of uh hotel de luna who is Uh also reincarnated in the current storyline she also has a significant part in stranger Uh um you know she's been in a, a couple of things she's the second lead here the male lead is a uh, an actor named kong daniel mm-hmm. who i was like i don't recognize him you know why <laughs> i don't recognize him Suze? why because this is the first drama he's been in <laughs> yeah isn't um, he a, he's i think he's a more of a singer yeah kong he's daniel. a he's a musician guy and a dancer mm-hmm. um I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm real underwhelmed by him mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to love this show, and I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are things that I really, really like about it. I also knew going into it that there were things that were going to irritate me because it's about, like, college students. Yeah. And they deal with things in a college student 20 year old what you know they're real immature in the way that they handle things they don't use their words like Uh they're constantly jumping into trying to solve these crimes that it's like you are rookie cops is the title of this show (laughs) like go talk to the grown-up cops do not try and do all these dangerous things on your own but of course they do because they're you know 20 and dumb Uh Uh, so I, I mean, I knew going in that that was going to annoy me and that's like my particular issue. It doesn't mean it's a bad show. I think this show has some significant pacing problems though. Mm -hmm. It opens with a crime being committed, multiple crimes being committed, Mm -hmm. violence being committed, uh, I mean, this isn't a spoiler because it's literally like the first five minutes of the show. Uh, a character who we don't know who it is being hit by a truck. Oh, okay. He's, he's running away from someone and he gets hit by a truck. Uh, and it's, you know, and it's pouring rain and it's real dark and violent. And, uh, and then the voiceover indicates that like this is the instigating 
circumstance. You know, this is where it all started. Okay. But then we don't really find out the specifics of that until like episode 12. Like there are a little (laughs) bit of breadcrumbs. Like we find out who that guy was and, Uh you know, but like as far as the main characters in the show Uh finding out about that and like there being some movement towards investigating that crime Mm -hmm. nothing really happens to like the last four episodes and it felt very (laughs) much like um you know in a very in a very different way but it felt very much like the sort of dark secret of chief hong in hometown cha 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 Mm. where it's like you do, you know, I mean, there are like little breadcrumbs, right? Like mm-hmm. there's the photo that you see part of and then you see more of and there are little flashback things and stuff. But like mm-hmm. you don't really legit find out what has happened until mm-hmm. the last couple of episodes. It felt like that. Yeah. Like there should have been more earlier in my opinion. But anyway, now I'm like halfway through episode 15. So I'm in the home stretch Mm -hmm. and it's like things are legit happening now (laughs) um but uh you know and things were happening before and Mm -hmm. this show has a lot of what i love as far as like young people idealize uh uh, idealists you know fighting for justice kind Mm -hmm. of thing like that I, i love that stuff right um but yeah, I mean, I think between, like, just being underwhelmed by Kang Daniel mm-hmm. and the pacing, like, there was a lot in the middle that I was just like, can we just get to the, like, things happening yeah. part? Yeah. Like, this would have been a great candidate for 1.5 speed. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm almost done with that. Mm-hmm. But because I was loving... Leeshin Young, as like, what other things is he in where he has a big role? I don't want to see any more of these things where he's like in the background. Where is he the main role? And so on IMDb, I was like, oh, there's this thing called Bite Sisters. What is that? Let me click on it. It sounds like another vampire show, which it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's one of these like mini dramas. So it's like 10 short like less than 15 minute episodes um mm-hmm. and the lead in it is kang hana oh. she plays a like 600 something 700 year old vampire who loves justice she's always like getting the the perps who are causing injustice and lee shin young is the male lead in it I've only watched, like, the first five minutes of it. So, you know, I don't know that it really should count for this segment, but I'm for sure going to watch this show, even though it's vampires, because I'm like, this looks like I will love it, because I love her, as previously discussed in the segment. I love Mm -hmm. him, and it's real short, and I can put up with a lot in, like, ten short episodes, so... Mm -hmm. That will be sometime in the future. Not high priority because I'm still trying to get through the Hulu stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I have to say I'm looking forward to Bite Sisters. I think it will be from what I've seen so far. It's like a little girl getting harassed 
in a, a scene in the past and then Kang Ana's like, get out of here, you jerk. And then she bites him. I'm like, oh. yes, that's what I like. <laughs> the biting of the perps. Uh, and you already talked about good detective. I mean, hmm. sad. <laughs> sad. But what are you going to do? What are yeah. you going to do? Let's unpack some of our glossary of terms, some of our onispecific and more general glossary of terms. This is obviously not comprehensive, but we tried to come up with the things that we say that you might find confusing, dear listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hopefully this will clarify some things and yeah, you know. So we're going to go through alphabetically because we have to organize things some po- some way. We love to be organized. So, yeah. uh, so Susie, what do we have first? So we're going to just begin with like a super basic stuff that you probably already know. But just in case there's some newbies out there that are wondering, even while they're watching... Um, a drama because we notice you know as we previously have talked about translations vary right between mm. platforms so um, we love the Vicky Subbers because they always give context and sometimes they even um, depending on who is doing it I think would even do this like the basic stuff um, yeah. even though it's like people um, generally would have already know about it but you know every now and then you'll see oh yes thank you for <laughs> the refresher you know right um so the first thing we're going to talk about is how people address each other um mm. so the norm uh in korea is you you address people by your relationship with them so if you're in at work you always you know call people by their title Mm. Um, what their position is, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Out in the world, you know, if somebody is older than you, depending on which generation, you know, we have talked about, you know, Ajashi and Ajima. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those are for folks who are roughly about your parents' age. So they're older, but significantly older. So that is what that is and this you know uh is for it's not a familial term so it's definitely for people who are not mm. related to you ajima and right. ajishi um and then you'll probably have heard and we have used it too you know hyung oppa <laughs> onni nuna right so those are terms for depending if you're a female or male you know we can't discuss other sort of nine binary um, terms here because they don't have it yet over there right it's not commonly used anyway Um, I don't know if they don't have it have it or it's only being used by certain groups of people at the moment Mm -hmm. but it's not a general we use this now yet as Mm -hmm. far as I know so please correct me uh, listeners out there if you know of that movement, if there's more um, 
inclusivity in mm -hmm. these kinds of terms now please let us know but the last thing that I have heard is that it still doesn't really exist so that's why I'm just talking about if you identify female or male how you you know how you addressed older people who are sort of your generation right so they can be your brother or sister um, type thing so if you're a female you call an older male opa that is literally blood relation brother opa or it can be broader any acquaintance who is older than you also mm -hmm. you can call opa and then oni is the same thing if you're a female you call your big sister oni you can call acquaintances like your sister's friends you can call oni mm. as well you know so it's that sort of thing um, and then if you're a male, your brother, older brother is Hyung, and you can call your Hyung's friends Hyung as well. And it is, mm -hmm. we sort of noted that it, there is more of this as a sign of respect to older men that mm -hmm. is used because, probably because of the patriarchal nature of the society. Um, but they're equally, you know, Oni and Hyung are equally really meaningful in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're a male, your big sister is Nuna, and you can call your sister's friends Nuna as well. So that is sort of like the very basic, basic premise of that. I mean, this might seem really basic, but also, especially if you're watching things on a service where the context is not explained, mm -hmm. I feel like it does come up pretty often where one character in a drama will take exception to the way they have been addressed, mm -hmm. right? Like, why are you calling me Ajima? I'm not that much older than you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, why aren't you addressing me as Ajima? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, or like, are we close enough for you to call me Hyung? Like that, yeah. that mm -hmm. kind of thing that they end up translating in some dumb way mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. like Netflix or they just ignore it altogether. Right. That's like the thing that bothers me most about Netflix is when somebody is clearly calling somebody either Oni, Nuna, Hyung, Oppa, they just do their name. And I'm like, right. Honey, they're not calling them by their name. That is disrespectful. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I know that is you're just identifying people and this is your shortcut. But right. Oh, no. Like, on the one hand, of course, don't assume your Korean drama audience is ignorant, like, does not mm. know this already. Right. But there are people that are going to come in for the first time. And what do you do about that? Right. You do the Vicky Subber thing. <laughs> what do you do right. about that? Just do a footnote. I don't know. I'm sure it's more problematic than that. I am not the boss of translators. It is hard enough to right. do in a you know in a good way so still kudos to translators i'm not putting you down <laughs> i just personally get annoyed when things like that are not displayed right because because yeah. people can tell as well right like they would right. have questions when they're like i i'm pretty sure you didn't just say her name you right. said something else what is that right, right. so yeah I don't know. I wish there was a clean way for everybody to know what everything is, <laughs> but eh, yeah. 
That's what we're trying to do, Suze. We're trying to clean <laughs> things up so that people understand. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it does. You're missing out on important information mm-hmm. of that is being communicated. Right. If you don't, you know, have a, a grasp of these basic terms. Right. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> well, the, the next thing that we're going to talk about is a term that Susie and I have used a number of times that is specific to us. Really, <laughs> there is no way that you would understand this, <laughs> this term without context. Uh, and it is column F. So mm. here's a little behind the scenes of the production of this podcast. We love lists. We love spreadsheets. We have the master spreadsheet, or we're both ladies, so we should call it maybe the mistress spreadsheet. That sounds weird. <laughs> of, uh, of all of the actors and actresses who we're sort of keeping track of what things we have seen them in, in mm-hmm. preparation for potential future episodes. So we have mm-hmm. a whole spreadsheet where we have dozens of actors' names listed in the first column, and then we list the shows that we have seen them in, and they're color-coded with whether Mm -hmm. Susie's seen it or I have seen it or both of us. Oh, Mm -hmm. so great. All of you people who love spreadsheets would be so impressed. (laughs) Uh, But sort of our main guideline for whether we feel like we've seen enough of an actor's work to make an episode about them as we want to have seen at least five different dramas mm-hmm. that somebody has been in. So with the names in column A, once you fill out the other columns, that means the fifth show column is column F. So mm-hmm. if we're trying to get somebody like Kang Young out to column F, <laughs> Not Kang Kiyong. Who are we just talking about with uh, My Roommate is a Gummy Hound? Oh, Jung Kiyong. Jung Kiyong. So close, right? I mean, <laughs> so it's close. Not, yeah. not terrible that I got it wrong. Jung Kiyong is who I was thinking about that with you having watched uh, My Roommate is a Gummy Hound will be like, we're getting pretty close with him out to column F. So mm-hmm. when you hear us talk about getting somebody out to column F, that is what we're talking about on our all-powerful spreadsheet mm-hmm. of shows and actors. <laughs> Column F. <laughs> so what's next? Next is DNF. You know, I, you know, like this is why we should do this because uh, somebody asked me the other day, "Is like, what is DNF?" And I was like, "Oh, mm. yes, I did not even occur to me. People would not know this." So, um. I found this, I've used this term before, mainly in the book world. So Mm. DNF stands for did not finish. So when people are like, oh, this book sucks in the middle and they don't want to continue, they say, I DNF that book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It has become a verb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when I say DNF, or when we say DNF, it means we did not finish a drama because it was just too much to bear. Um, You know, I am somebody who is terrible at the DNF action. I I just feel the need to finish things. So there's very few things that I've DNF'd. Um, What about you, Lynn? What about 
your thoughts uh, on the I have DNF? I a couple. Yeah, we talked in, I can't remember which episode it is. One of the uh, Ask Me Ani things, mm-hmm. I think you asked me, like, what were the criteria for a, mm-hmm. a DNF? I mean, in the most famous one that we've talked about the most is Empress Key for me, which I watched 17 oh, yeah. episodes Oh, yeah, of. yeah. That's, like, um, pretty good. <laughs> I watched one third of the episodes. Uh but, yeah, I mean, I you know, DNF is distinct from, like, something that you might go back, that you've watched yeah. some of, like, that you might go back to, right? right? Like, I've watched, I don't know, about half of My Girl mm-hmm. um, with Lee Jung-wook, and I will for sure go back mm-hmm. to it. Like, mm-hmm. I will watch the rest of it. I just, yeah. you know, it's not a priority right now. Right. I'm not going to go back and watch the rest of Empress Key. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go watch the last few episodes of Let's Eat, even though I watched, I think I watched like nine or ten episodes. I watched mm-hmm. quite a few of mm-hmm. Let's Eat. Yeah. Um, that was very early in my K-drama journey when I didn't realize, like, you could just stop <laughs> if you're not enjoying it. <laughs> even if you've watched ten episodes. I tend to be a sunk cost person, okay. right? So once mm-hmm. I've gotten to a certain point, mm-hmm. like 10 episodes, I feel like, oh, I should just like suck it up and watch the last six episodes. Mm-hmm. But no, no, you, <laughs> no don't you don't have to do that. I mean, no. you can if you want to, I'm not the boss of you. But yeah. um, for me, for that show, I mean, and like Gauss Electronics, unfortunately, I'm, I think is gonna be a DNF for me. I think, I, what did I watch, four or mm-hmm. five? I just really didn't enjoy it. So. Yeah. Sorry, Valiant. Opa. Valiant Sorry. effort. Yeah. So DNF is basically you've abandoned that show. You're not yeah. going back to it. You have no plans on going back to it. I mean, you could one day. I don't know. But at this right. moment, it is. You're done. You're done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not finished. All right. What's yeah. next? Uh, next is a relatively new <laughs> term that we coined. <laughs> So this is a specific circumstance in which you're watching a drama and you do that thing of like, oh, who is this boy? Let me pause this drama and look up on my drama list. Who is this boy and what has he been in? What other things am I going to watch as soon as I'm done with this drama because (laughs) I like him? Uh, And then you realize that you have actually seen him in a thing before that you did not remember. Mm Mm-hmm. That, my friends, is called Deja Boo. <laughs> Your new boyfriend you had previously met and you didn't realize. I mean, it's a thing that happens oh, yeah. in dramas all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Like somebody's like they had some past uh, interaction mm-hmm. that one of them doesn't remember or neither of them remembers. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a Deja Boo-ish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Deja Boo. Uh, that's one of our newest things. Mm-hmm. Um, another term that we put on the list that, again, oh, this is very apt. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about this, that mm-hmm. I was talking about Sanditon mm-hmm. at the at the front. Um, but this is another, for the Jane Austen fans, you will obviously know what this term means. But not everybody is a Jane Austen fan. Right. So we wanted to explain what we mean when we call somebody Darcy mm-hmm. or we use Darcy as a verb. Mm-hmm. So in case you don't know, uh, Mr. Darcy is the, 
in K-drama parlance, the male lead of Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. And um, he is the... Well, he's both proud and prejudiced. I guess they're both they're both proud and prejudiced, Darcy and Lizzie. Uh, but his whole deal, like his most famous, most Mr. Darcy scene, mm-hmm. is he is you know this this very uh, highborn person who falls in love with a woman who he thinks is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Like she does not have the same status in the culture that that uh, he has. Mm-hmm. And so they have this whole scene where he basically says to her, to her face, I like you despite myself. Like even though you're not good enough for mm-hmm. me, I like you anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lots of people love Mr. Darcy. I'm not mad about like how things wrap mm-hmm. up in Pride and Prejudice, but I've never been team Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. Like from the first time I encountered Pride and Prejudice, I was also I was always team Bingley. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bingley is his good friend, Darcy's good friend, who's just a nice guy mm-hmm. and not a jerk to people to their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyway, so this is the thing that comes up as it turns out, also a lot in K-dramas, especially in some of these older dramas, especially with, like, terrible Chabon yeah. guys. I'm looking at you, Hume Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, where, you know, like, they just have the hots for somebody who they think is not worthy of them and, like, straight up say that to them. That's being a Mr. Darcy and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh, Darcy. Jerks. Jerks. <laughs> but people love Mr. Darcy. People do. People do. And he is, you know, in media also portrayed like swoonily, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to separate that from like what he's saying sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like swoony looking, you know? And he'll do like mm-hmm. one thing and you're like, oh, I forgive you. <laughs> You know, like I, I get it. Um, you know, I'm I was a Darcy lover myself until I reached discernment. <laughs> Till I examined what he was I mean, really saying. But like, you know, it's I mean, this is like the problem with all privileged people, right? Like they're just like mm. I'm not supposed to, but mm-hmm. you know, and if you're like. But if you have discernment, you won't actually, like, say it <laughs> to the person. Say that to a person. Right. Like, right, you can right. think it, but then, like, don't say it. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. not great. But, it's, I mean, it's also a reflection of how entrenched those characters are in their circumstances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, like, they truly believe that they are so far above this other character mm-hmm. that why wouldn't they say it to them? Because who cares if they hurt somebody's feelings uh-huh. or you know if they look like a jerk or whatever like they don't care what that this person thinks of them uh-huh. so <laughs> it's not my favorite yeah yeah it's not my favorite yeah. but it's a you know it's a type for a reason uh-huh. next is first dates i think you might oh, already yeah. know what this means because i feel like uh, a lot of times we do 
talk about it in context, but we will give it to you yeah. here clearly when we say we're going on first dates with dramas. It means we are testing them out, trying them out. So we'll, you know, just watch one or two, maybe a few episodes, um, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. Um, a lot of times just one episode, just as like get a feel and then choose what to watch fully next. Um, mm. And this is just a process that I think many people do actually. Um, so that is our process when we're just like stumped at what to watch next mm. is generally yeah. to just try out a few, you know, do one episodes or a few just to see if you want to continue on with any of them. Yeah. An antidote to decision paralysis. Yes. In is to have some first dates. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those first dates blossom into beautiful romances and sometimes they just fizzle out. Yes. Just, just, just like, like real yeah. first dates. Yeah, yeah. Friends! I mean, I feel like there's no way you have listened to this podcast and you don't understand what we mean by friends because we talk about it all the time. And yet, here we are explaining because I want you to not feel confused, friends. Mm -hmm. And when I say friends, I don't mean friends. I mean... (laughs) What? Okay, so when we say... uh, When we're talking about actors in a drama and we say friends... We're talking about actors that we have seen before. But okay, Suze, here is a question for Mm -hmm. you. I was thinking about this this week when we finished watching Good Detective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to slam anybody, so I won't name any names. But you know who I'm talking about. There's one of the main characters in that show Mm -hmm. who we thought, I thought, I won't speak for you, (laughs) I thought was poorly written and poorly acted. Mm -hmm. And my feeling was, if we encounter that actor again in a different thing, is that person our friend? Question mark. Well, I feel like whenever we think about our actor friends, it's always in mm-hmm. delight. So it's mm-hmm. somebody we have enjoyed before, and we have mm-hmm. s- now seeing them again. Um, yeah. So I feel like if we didn't enjoy them, they're not necessarily a friend. Yeah. Unless we want to... That's how I feel, yeah, too. Yeah, unless we want to deploy a neutralness. I feel calling this person a yeah. friend. Yeah. So, yeah. it is... Okay, so that is the asterisk, is like somebody who we've seen before and also somebody who we've enjoyed before. Um, right. So not just everybody that we've encountered before. But, I mean, for the most mm-hmm. part, that doesn't come up a lot. Yeah. Like, most of the people that we see in Korean dramas particularly... We really enjoy them. I mm-hmm. mean, even if we don't like their characters, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot who are, you know, you sort of love to hate mm-hmm. them kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would would agree that I don't feel right calling somebody my friend if I really am not excited to see them mm-hmm. again. So I think that the term friend is born out of our enthusiasm mm-hmm. for reunion, mm-hmm. Once we see someone who we know and we admire them from something Mm -hmm. else, then they're our friends. And I mean, 
the the pool of actors in K dramas is relatively small, and that's one of the things that I love so much about K dramas is that you're surrounded by friends <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yes, even in a drama that you're not necessarily loving, <laughs> all of like rookie cops still surrounded by delightful friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next is head shenanigator. <laughs> <laughs> So basically this is your like main antagonist who is just stirring the pot. Mm. <laughs> he is mm-hmm. just he or she is just making awful things happen to other people or they're running the like the mechanism of chaos. Mm. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. wreaking havoc. They are just yeah. the main one that is, you know, doing the bad stuff is our head yeah. shenanigator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which usually, I mean, the term was sort of born out of historical dramas because mm-hmm. there are always so many shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really lots of shows oh, have yeah. head shenanigators irrespective of when <laughs> they take place, if they take place in a real universe that resembles our own or not. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, very often a head shenanigator. Yeah, I like I like uh, your instigator of chaos. <laughs> like that's the that's the head shenanigator for you. All right. Well, uh, earlier I was talking about Kwok Don Yan from Gauss Electronics that I will not finish, mm-hmm. and I am sad because I love him because he is my inappropriate boyfriend, which I've talked about before and explained before, but, uh, you know, just in case you heard me say that, mm-hmm. that uh, I mean, actually, we decided that this right. term is passe, right? right? And for him, especially, he has, like, a new title now. Like, isn't he formerly known as... Oh, yeah, formerly known <laughs> as inappropriate boyfriend. That's yeah. his current title. <laughs> But we will still like talk about inappropriate boyfriends every now and then just to, because it just is something we like say all the time. Yeah. But we did decide yeah. that we should not belittle or besmirch our relationships mm. with these opas. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. You know, like there's nothing wrong with yeah. it. It's fine. It's fine. So we don't need to be pejorative about our own affection. But what we mean is because (laughs) some significant (laughs) age gapping (laughs) that's happening. Yeah. Sometimes it feels a little weird, you know, I'm not going to lie. That that does feel weird. Yeah. But we are enjoying things that it's not hurting anybody. It's true. We have. I mean, also, we're not deluded yeah. about yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not nothing. But. We have appropriate emotional distance and physical distance mm-hmm. from them. It's not like we're we're gonna like seek them out in person or whatever to like forge a relationship. So, right, it's all in our heads, in our minds, in yeah. our hearts. And in this podcast, <laughs> uh, 
I was thinking this week about Lee Shin Young, who I keep talking about because he's like the main thing keeping me going in Rookie Cops. Because mm. uh, I really, really enjoy him, but I don't, I you know, I don't like like him. I don't feel about him like I feel about Kwok Dong Young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if it's partly because he seems so young to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't, uh-huh. you know, my mind can't let me <laughs> go there. Because it's like, oh, he just seems. And to be fair, he is real young. Uh, so, you know, I I mean, I real, he's like on my I love you as a friend, Opa. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, uh, funny enough, I had this conversation this week with, um, some of my K-pop friends because oh yeah we we're just talking about some uh, some of the idols and you know I said something about oh so and so is my son you know that's kind of sort of how we uh, mm-hmm. sometimes talk about them and uh, and I said oh yes he's my son I need to remind myself <laughs> and my friends was like listen it's okay if he's your son but if you have a crush on any of them. That is okay, too. They don't have to be your son. <laughs> right. That is not the relationship you have to forge with them. So it is okay. Whatever feelings you have with these folks, you know, whether they seem like a little brother, whether they seem mm. like somebody, like a friend, mm-hmm. or otherwise, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> True. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So circle back around. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be judgy of yourself and call it inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can if you want. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, this is, you know, a term that has fallen out of favor. And yet here we are talking about it. (laughs) Nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right. And next we have Lazy Susan. Oh, I'm excited for I this. mean, I am a little proud of this term. <laughs> As well you should. <laughs> Which I have coined for meaning in K-dramas when they have these plots that just go round and round and round and repeat themselves over and over again mm-hmm. that you should have cut it to shorten <laughs> this mm-hmm. drama. We call that a lazy Susan situation. Yep. So, you know, this is so prevalent in a lot of K-dramas, you know, um, that, you know, we just think, please liberate yourself from the patented 16-episode format. Like, just have some shorter, you know, or shorter episodes. Like, the thing I liked about um, Love to Hate You is uh, every episode was sort of a different length. Oh, yeah. There's some shorter ones. There's some longer ones, you know. So just Mm -hmm. liberate yourself from that if you can. I know broadcasting people probably can't because, you know, you have sort of like a set amount of time. You have, you can, you can uh, put an episode on. Um, But, you know, the number of episodes you can always just argue for less if that is the story you need to tell. You know, you don't have to pad it with the same things and create a lazy Susan situation. Just sits in the middle. That was one of the things that I really loved about about 
the coining of this term is, you know, what a lazy Susan does, it sits in the middle mm-hmm. and goes around and around, and that's what the plot does yeah. in a lazy Susan. It sits in the middle of the, you know, it's not in the first couple episodes, <laughs> it's not in the last couple episodes, it's just the whole middle goes around and around. Mm-hmm. And the one that I, I mean, there are many examples, but the one that I always think of is my love from the star <laughs> that is just too long by at least four episodes mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. and just like nothing of significance happens the whole <laughs> of the drama <sighs> i enjoy you my love from the star but mm-hmm. i have some notes mm-hmm. also maybe too much murder but <laughs> anyway okay this is one that actually this is a term that Susie uses mm. a lot more than I do. I don't know if I've ever used this term. Um, so I thought it would be a good one to bring in, especially if you're on the newer side to uh, Asian dramas as I am. This term is makjang. And I actually looked it up. Mm-hmm. And this is what they said on Drama Beans, which I feel like is a very good explanation. Mm-hmm. Makjong is a stylistic, tonal, or narrative element in dramas that chooses to play up outrageous storylines to keep viewers hooked, despite how ridiculous the stories become. Adultery, revenge, rape, birth secrets, fatal illnesses, and flirting with incest possibilities are some Makjong favorites. So, I mean, basically, especially in some of these older dramas where it's just real cray, <laughs> like, things, they are not going for realism. They are going to uh, make things real cray to keep you sucked in and, um, you know, evoke strong emotions, I feel like, is the the purpose of this. Like, that's how they, that's how you're sucked in, right? Mm-hmm. Is because mm-hmm. you're appalled at the horribleness or, um, you know, sucked into how, I mean, they don't really talk about it here, but I feel like also, you know, the the tragic deaths are also like a mock job mm-hmm. thing, right? Where it just makes you so, 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 so sad mm-hmm. how things happen. So, I mean, I'm sure you have something more... <laughs> worthwhile and articulate to say about it Sue, since that's <laughs> since you know a lot more about it than i do i mean that that's pretty that's pretty good you know i i mean there's levels of makjang really because there's some mm. that are like okay it's a little over the top but it's not mm. super crazy you know right those right. things and then there's just the super crazy ones like the last empress yeah. is something that is super crazy <laughs> <laughs> that is mm-hmm. that is makjang for sure, um, and it is a lot of like people die and then oh no they're not dead you know this kind of <laughs> situation that you turn out oh it's not mm-hmm. dead and then you know secret twins that come out or suddenly mm-hmm. you're actually siblings and this kind of you know so all those kind of like soapy soapy tropes in there mm-hmm. um when you have a lot of those it's it's considered makjang so yeah i mean it used to be the bread and butter really there's a lot of you know sort of lower level makjang was like the like 90s early 2000s 
mm-hmm. kind of style, you know, and then it sort of mm-hmm. like got tamed a little, which is good. But then there's some that just, oh man, I talked to you about that Princess Aurora thing. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. in insane. Look it up. Like Drama Beans has a really good rundown on their website about that crazy show. And a lot of the things that happened is like, behind the scenes stuff that was crazy but also mm-hmm. it translated into um on screen and it really you know stemmed from that writer and what she did mm-hmm. with the storyline and stuff so anyway ugh. but <laughs> i'm i'm grateful that there's like now a distinct sort of like grouping of mockjung things so people who want something sort of more dramatic and ridiculous can have them mm-hmm. that's fine but then right there are so many other genres now i feel like that mm-hmm. it, there's just something for everyone so mm-hmm. it's not the main thing anymore yeah i mean and i would say it is you know there are all these things now that seem very i mean to me feel like patterned on more western shows where it's like drugs and violence and like very dark themes in the show Mm -hmm. that might feel over the top but that's not like that wouldn't qualify as mockjong Mm -hmm. in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah like narco saints or money heist korea like those those things that i'm never gonna watch let's be honest (laughs) yeah sorry to my friends who are in those shows (laughs) Okay, next we have (laughs) one of our favorite terms, which are Mm -hmm. noodles, not guksu, (laughs) not the kind you slurp, but this is our affectionate (laughs) nickname for all the cute child actors out there. All of them, we call them noodles because they are just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're wriggly like noodles. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that's this is a term that we have adopted from you. I mean, you used this term long before we started this podcast. So that was why I was like, I want to know why, where it came from, because I don't know. I just say it because you say it. Yeah, I don't even know how it started. <laughs> just starting to call these kids noodles. I mean, they're just so cute. Um, mm-hmm. and they're like often like so very competent you know these kids are such like oh, gosh, also yes. great actors like oh my gosh um, yeah. but I think it has more to do with their cuteness um, mm-hmm. calling them noodles so yeah I don't know the origin of it really <laughs> just start, it just felt right it just felt right mm-hmm. so little noodles out there and it fits yeah, we love you mm-hmm. We love all the noodles. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next, we're going to talk about uh, some more specific Korean terms, which you may or may not already be familiar with. Um, This is another thing that I feel like will will not be translated well in Netflix and some of the other more Western-oriented streaming services, but it's really helpful to understand Mm -hmm. the meaning of the terms sunbae, hubei, and makne. So uh, these terms are often translated senior and junior, which is correct, Um, not incorrect. 
uh, I think Machne is where they get tripped up trying to, because it doesn't really, like, just calling somebody a junior doesn't really convey Machne. Right. So, Sunbei, you probably know, is like somebody's senior. When you refer to them as your son, as your Sunbei, they are, uh, your senior could be age-wise, but it depends on the context. Like, if it's in a company and that person has been there longer than you, even if you are chronologically older than them, they are still mm -hmm. your Sunday in that mm -hmm. context. Um, and then the counterpart to that is Hubei. Mm -hmm. So they are the Sunday. You would be the mm -hmm. Hubei in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. Then the person who is the newest person on the team or the youngest one on the team, the most junior of a group of people uh -huh. is the Machne. Uh -huh. And that's the person who ends up having to glue the receipts <laughs> in the office uh, or, you know, has to, has to do a lot of the crummier jobs uh -huh. often fall to the Machne. But I think also, you know, it's a, another thing that comes up again. This has come up a lot in Rookie Cops, so uh -huh. it's on my mind specifically is this idea of taking care of one another of like the the sunday being responsible for the ones younger mm -hmm. you know and that's part of in theory where this idea of respect comes from is like there's also this responsibility that goes with being the the senior person sometimes that comes to fruition sometimes that responsibility <laughs> is taken seriously and sometimes it isn't sometimes it's just looked on as a an opportunity to exploit that sort of power mm -hmm. and seniority you will see that a lot um you know but again like it is something that comes up where like sometimes it'll be in dispute of like well why should i do this well i'm your sunday like mm -hmm. It's not necessarily well communicated if you just read it as like, well, I'm your senior or whatever. You're my junior mm -hmm. kind of thing. So something to understand mm -hmm. about how Korean culture works. Yes. Yeah. Next we have <laughs> Susie's catnip. <laughs> Susie's catnip. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think, you know, in the beginning, we sort of like explained it whenever it comes up. But I think later on, we might have just said Susie's catnip without any context. Yeah. So one of my favorite tropes in Korean dramas is childhood connections <laughs> between people. And so, um, you know, at some point I started calling it my catnip because every time it's it's there i'm like yes i love it please give it to me <laughs> eat it with a spoon <laughs> i'm doing the like little cat lick thing with my hands right now <laughs> <laughs> so that is what that is if we like accidentally just like say it without you know any explanation it means it has a childhood connection thing <laughs> Yeah. In a drama. Usually the... Well, it's specifically if the male and female leads uh -huh. have a childhood connection, right? Because, uh -huh. I mean, sometimes some other characters, 
might have something going back to childhood, but uh-huh. specifically your catnip uh-huh. is when yes. the the future romantic partners were connected in childhood. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but please deploy it well, because sometimes it's kind of shoehorned mm. in a show, and I don't enjoy that so mm-hmm. much. But if they can like really organically and creatively, sort of weave that in i really like enjoy mm-hmm. that kind of storytelling tool mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. you know it it does feel like every show has it. <laughs> at some point it just felt like that and it, it is a lot there's a it, it is in a lot of shows i would say um, yeah. but not always successfully deployed and i know some people who hate this drama <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> Did not like it at all. I'm not going to out you, person. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> and, like, no shade, no hate. Like, you mm. like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. That's fine. But for me, I can't get enough. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's an example of one where it is particularly well deployed. Would you say? Oh, while you were sleeping. Mm, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yep. that was you know you cannot have you cannot have that store without it, right? Like that is like the whole right. kind of a genesis of like mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, right. But it's not told. Here's them when they were little, and then we're mm-hmm. now when they're adults. Right. So we find them as adults, and then we. Sh- they show interweave things that happened in the past. And that right. is, yeah. I thought, one, just like well-positioned, right? Like the, just in the storytelling, mm-hmm. it was well-positioned, but also just um, really works as an anchor um, mm. for the story. So we don't just have some random whatever um, happening. Yeah, yeah. So that is... A really good one that I really, really liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great example. All right. Uh, well, from Susie's favorite to one of my <laughs> less favorite tropes. Uh, the trope that I call technology is magic. And I talked about this. If you listen to our episode about Hume Bin, I talked about it at length. Mm-hmm. In my review of Memories of the Alhambra. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sort of in short, what I mean when I say technology is magic is when it's used to do things that you can't really do with technology. And this is not limited to Korean shows at all. This is a global trope that is used, you know, around the world where. Um, you know, you see it all the time in like procedural cop shows where Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, get some piece of footage (laughs) and, uh, you know, some like CCTV and be like, oh, enhance that. Oh, enhance it. And they like zoom in a thousand times to see like the, (laughs) the reflection of the perp in the eye of the, that is not a thing. Like that is not a thing that technology can do. And maybe... At some point in the future, they'll have ultra, ultra, ultra high def CCTVs that they'll somehow be able to do that. But in 2023, 
that is not a thing. And a lot of the things that they show in shows of like, you know, some guy behind a computer punching some buttons to make something magical happen. That's not really a thing that they can make happen. Especially, I feel like a, a my issue with it a lot is sometimes they're doing something that can happen, but you can't do it like on demand in 10 seconds, mm -hmm. right? right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can process, you can use like some special filters and glean some more information, but it's going to take a minute. I mean, also you've probably noticed in shows like the computers never have any like lag time <laughs> or they never have any like, oh, my computer had to reboot. Like it's going to be a couple of minutes. Call up your... <laughs> medical insurance company and like try and talk to somebody on the phone they're always like oh we're having computer problems today <laughs> in real life that's what technology is like but not in shows anyway i mean that would be pretty boring so mm -hmm. i understand mm -hmm. but that's what i'm talking about that sort of doing magical things that technology cannot really do that's what i mean when i say technology is magic mm -hmm. Next is Tone Whiplash. <laughs> so this is this is the term we coined for shows that, um, especially like when you see the promos and then you see the poster mm. and then you dive into it, it begins as one kind of thing, right? And then you like keep watching and then something like totally opposite. <laughs> what it mm. initially is starts you know starts running in tandem <laughs> with mm -hmm. it parallel to this thing and you're like wait what what just happened <laughs> like, why is this here you know a really mm -hmm. great example is strong women Dobongson, where, mm -hmm. where it is such a like jolly chirpy funny kind of rom-com and then there's this really sinister <laughs> serial killer thing that happens mm -hmm. at the same time and you're like but why but what mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's so disorienting when it first happens because you thought i'm gonna like be watching a kind of easy breezy fun cute show mm -hmm. but why this really sinister murder you know it's not even like a funny kind of thing you know something like yeah. a little like bonkers crime that they have to solve because it's no it's real real sinister <laughs> it's like yeah so stuff like that we call tone whiplash and yeah. it's not so prevalent but there are a few out there that just i mean we still love them but sometimes it just makes no sense <laughs> Like, why does this mm. have to be put in here? Why this form, you know, of of that? Yeah. When you could have, like, done something more tonally um, compatible with mm. what is going on otherwise. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, I would say sometimes it's a an editing choice, mm. too. Like, I would also apply this term to, we were talking about it, uh, in a couple of the episodes of The Good Detective, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there was on the soundtrack, 
there was this mm. like pseudo uh, Motown song mm-hmm. that they kept using that was like, so I guess sort of like the theme song of our crew, mm-hmm. our violent crimes team too. That's like our main group of people. But they used it on several episodes as like the music over the credits at the mm-hmm. end. But the last thing that happened in the show was like real dark, mm-hmm. like something real dark and upsetting would happen. And then cut to this like real boppy, <laughs> like Motown sounding song. And it's like, what? This feels very disrespectful mm-hmm. of what just happened right. in the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Rookie Cops has that has had that same oh, problem. Like the, oh. the the opening theme is real jaunty, mm-hmm. and there's a whole like charming little sequence of the main four leads all getting ready for their day at the beginning and brushing their teeth and mm-hmm. you know all of the thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is all well and good. But then when like somebody just got murdered, <laughs> and then you cut to the theme song. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that feels wrong, yeah. right? That's, you know, I I would say the term tone whiplash also applies to that, where it just takes you out. It's so jarring that mm-hmm. it takes you out yeah. of what's happening right. in the show. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, boy, this is a big oh, one, Suze. This is a big one. I've been saying this so many times this past week, watching Rookie Cops. <laughs> it's my mantra. <laughs> And that would be, use your words. <laughs> Dear listener, a pet peeve of ours, really, is when a conflict could have been avoided if only they use their words. Mm-hmm. As in, just say the thing instead of like... Mm-hmm. Uh, what? You know, somebody's gonna, like, you're gonna have a fight, and somebody's gonna storm out, and you, like, did not say anything. You could have, like, prevented this whole thing by just saying, what was wrong? What happened? Mm-hmm. Explain. Here's why I was late. Yes. It's <laughs> just big and small, right? Just mm-hmm. say the thing. Like, this is a thing that they use over and over again to, like, create conflict and it's so mm-hmm. maddening because all you had to say was there was an accident on the highway <laughs> right. <laughs> like right my mom collapsed in the hospital like important right. information that really mm-hmm. and also like they make it like the other person would not have listened to this like mm-hmm. they would just storm out or whatever like i'm like that's not no. <laughs> right. Would they really? Would they really? Would they have? No. So, yeah. Use your words. This is so, so prevalent. This is such a chronic yeah. illness in Korean yeah. dramas that, you know, especially like young people when you're doing like high school or college stories, a lot of times this is like a thing. Um, but it's not only them. You know, people who Mm-mm. should know better also mm-hmm. had to do this because writer said you don't say anything right. here ah <laughs> right 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 well or and also i would say um it bugs me i mean it bugs me all mm-hmm. the time but mm-hmm. it bugs me in 
like suspense situations yes. or thriller situations mm-hmm. where this was a note that I had about little women where um, like there are all these different things happening that are, you know, affecting the story. And there are like the, the two main sisters um, who, you know, are, are at the center of everything that's going on. And they both know some of the pieces of what's going on, but they're not telling each other and they're sisters. Mm -hmm. And like, some of it is under the guise of like shame or Mm -hmm. trying to protect the other person or whatever. But like, they both know that this is a serious situation, that the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. Why would you not tell the people that you trust, all the information that you have, mm-hmm. right? Because it might intersect with some of their information. And to me, a lot of the times in that circumstance and in like what you were talking about, Suze, mm-hmm. it just feels like laziness to protract the plot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to like fill up more space, fill up more episodes. Right. And that's, as a viewer, extremely frustrating because mm-hmm. just say the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like just so frustrating to me when it takes forever to resolve a thing mm-hmm. that could have been resolved in one conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it make sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Use your words. Use your words. I mean, said it so many times. Sure, I will say it many, many more times. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, that's also one of the things that uh, is so enjoyable. You know, we've talked about like some of these more grown up dramas Uh where, you know, the um, Love to Hate You or Crash Course in Romance, where it doesn't have all these like we're going to let misunderstandings Mm -hmm. foment over episodes and episodes Mm -hmm. like just say the thing Mm -hmm. clear the air and move on Mm -hmm. i really enjoy when people use their words yes so hooray (laughs) hooray for using your words right all right the last term that i mean this is 100 percent on me for using (laughs) this term without any context i don't think Susie has ever said this uh is want wants and want wants are not even Korean. They are Chinese, but they are, are tied for my favorite Asian snack food. <laughs> uh, they are these little rice crackers that come two to a package. My most favorite ones are the round ones, which are like, what, three inches across, something like that. Um, two little circle, puffy round rice crackers. Uh, and those ones are kind of sweet. But also they make like ladyfinger, like oblong ones that are soy sauce flavor that are also very, very delicious. Mm -hmm. And you can get them at, even though they're not Korean, you can get them at H Mart or Lati Market or a lot of Asian food markets. Um, But I love them so much that I, you know, just talk about them randomly as like a little, a little incentive, like... (laughs) just a little uh just a little burst of joy mm-hmm. in your life is just this little packet of want wants just two you're not gonna get full on a little packet of want wants mm-hmm. but um 
they just make my life better and so sometimes I'll just talk about them randomly so if you were wondering what that was now you know <laughs> that's what I mean when I say want wants and now that I'm talking about them I kind of want want some right now <laughs> well there you have it and not yeah. exhaustive but as many as we could think of right now terms <laughs> yeah. um we might have to do a part two at some point yeah and you know please let us know if we say something and you are like what is that just yeah yeah us up. let us know yeah well lynn it's still an mm. episode so <laughs> So it's still, it's still in his episode. So it is time for me to ask you anything. <laughs> I'm ready. Am I ready? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Whoa. whoa. Um, you know, some of these terms we have come up ourselves. So we have, mm. you know, just coined some terms as it was. But I would like you to talk about a little bit about your love for words. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I don't know if you all know, but she has another podcast that is um, not active at the moment, but you can still listen to it. And it is called A Good Words Podcast. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about words. <laughs> It's true. It's all about, uh, well, I was going to say it's all about English words, but that's not true. There's one episode that is has a Latin term mm. that it's mm-hmm. about. Um, what a great question. <laughs> yes, I mean, if you hadn't gleaned from other episodes, I uh, am a little bit of a language nerd. Not only am I learning Korean, I have studied I studied German in college you've heard me talk about that before now because of UTO I love you UTO studying <laughs> I was gonna say UTO is that ich liebe Ihnen yeah, I I have always loved words and the I mean my podcast is specifically my good words podcast is specifically geared towards kids but not only towards kids um and it is about the background of words and how to how to use words better and use better words is the tagline of that Mm. podcast but yeah i've since the time i was a kid i've always been interested in words and um especially really interesting fun to say words and i think it's just one of those things that's sort of innate in my personality it's not something that i ever remember thinking like oh i should get interested in words i just always (laughs) have been interested in words Mm -hmm. and continue to be uh you know fascinated by language and how words work i mean some of the korean words that i've been learning recently i recently learned uh a bunch of anatomy words Mm. so like hand and foot and toe Mm -hmm. And the fact that the words for, uh, like, the word for ankle is foot neck. Mm-hmm. 
and the word for wrist is hand neck. Uh And the the palm of the hand is hand floor. And the sole of the foot is foot floor. Uh Um, And the heel of the foot is like foot elbow, basically. Uh Like all of those things I find so charming and, uh, you know, delightful. Just makes it so interesting and fun for me to learn a new language. Mm-hmm. And I love when I'm watching a show <laughs> and I hear the words that I have learned in my studying. I'm like, yay, this counts as practice for my language learning. If I were a student, I would get extra credit for all the dramas <laughs> that I'm watching. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if this really answers your question, but I just really, really love words. And that's probably part of the reason that I was like, let's do a glossary of all of our <laughs> right. specific yeah. words. Because I just love them. And what's the good in making a podcast if you're not going to share what you love with your lovely listeners? Yay. Thank you for sharing, Lynn. Well, thank you for asking, Susie. <laughs> and thank you for making this bonus episode. I mean, this is not as short as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> to be honest. It's all right. It's still going to be. Yeah. It is. It is all right. So, yeah, like Susie said, if there's something that we said that you are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> or or if there's something that we said in this episode that you're like, mm, that's not really quite mm-hmm. right. Because mm-hmm. we definitely are comfortable with admitting our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, please come find us and tell us. Where can they find us, Suze? Uh, y'all can find us on Instagram at Unis on Opa's pod. Hit us up with what words do you like? Do you have some favorite mm. words? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to suggest a term for us? I mm-hmm. mean, we take suggestions. We do. We like that. So tell us, you know, hit us up. Oh, we didn't talk about oh. our, our sub slogan, Suze. Sub slogan? It's very, very apt. We came up with it at the end of a different episode where we said we take, we take <laughs> suggestions, but we don't take directions. That's right. That is right. Yes, friends, who take suggestions. We might take it. We might not. (laughs) We will decide. (laughs) That's right, because we're not the boss of you, but also, you know, we're very fond of you, but you're not the boss of us. And (laughs) (laughs) so, but chat with us about everything and anything K-drama, especially the Opas, Mm -hmm. because we love them. And you love them. I mean, presumably. Oh, we hope so. We're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, here you are. You made it to the end of this episode. So presumably, you also love the Opas because you know, like we know, that if they're handsome, they're my Opa. Or as Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, so come back next time. We'll have a more conventional <laughs> Onis on Opas episode. And we'll talk about some more handsome Opas at that time in the future. <laughs> Until then, Anyo. Anyo.